Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish, with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork on the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular podcast for the Raiders on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom hidden somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And I was watching NRL 360 the other night, and they described themselves as the third most popular uh Rugby league show on TV, so unbelievable. Yeah, People are they've stealing stolen, they've, our stuff. They've stolen from us before, yeah, and they've stolen from us again. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? Our influence knows <laughs> no bounds. Uh, we're of course uh, brought to you with the very dubious support of the greenhouse, in that they're very dubious in supporting us, as well as with the cash money. Actual sponsorship support of Landspeed Records. Come in and get your LPs, CDs, posters clothing and other paraphernalia from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. But we're sad today, aren't we, Blake? Well, it's always much easier to do a podcast um, mm. after a victory than after a pretty grim and disappointing defeat. Uh, you know, after the victory against the Storm, mm. um, we were flying high. We were flying high. The season high. was back and, you know... The champagne was out. <laughs> we were burning the Benjamins and lighting our cigars. It was a good time and, you know... Happier time. We said after that game against a Newcastle, time. yeah, a week was a long time in football. Well, a really? month has been a really long time in football. Really and, long time. Uh, a bunch of things have happened since then, and a bunch and of things. None of them terribly good. No, terribly good. We look really poor in attack. Uh, the effort's still there, but yeah, I don't know. Ricky says he knows what the problems are and he can fix them. Uh, I hope he does, and I hope he can. Well, here's the thing: in the in the wash up Seagulls match, there's no excuses. There's no excuses, you know, like, um, I, I personally at some stage wanted to, to go at Grant Atkins, you know, 8-2 penalty count against us, and the inordinate amount of set restarts Manly got, and we got none, and I couldn't see much difference. We did get seem to get some in the second half, but they got, Eventually, before they it scored... It was an inordinate amount. Yeah, before they scored, there were, there were a couple in the lead-up to those two tries in the first half that definitely help them get down our end. The second half, particularly, I thought they were getting set restart after set restart, and I couldn't see what was different in the ruck for them to us. I didn't understand that. But at the end of the day, and this is something I know from my statistical background, I did last season uh, a comparison of all the refs against each side, you know, which ones they did, to figure out which sides had the best win rates with which refs yeah. and the worst win rates, and measuring them against the actual win rates of the side at those. So, you know, like, it's no surprise that the Titans, you know, would have a lot of referees where the Titans only featured a win rate of 20% because that's the Titans' win rate. But there were some market things, and this is the thing about Grant Atkins. He's our best ref. When we play matches... No, it's generally... I think he's pretty good. 70% of the time when he's the Generally, ref, we win. Pretty good. And that he's... is above our actual win rate. Yeah. You know? And that's above our actual win rate. He's a great ref. So that really comes down to really no excuses. But my question for you, Blake, is how do we improve? Well, the big thing actually as well, um, as well as the penalty count which counted against us, is the error rate. Mm. Do you know, since the resumption of the season, only one team has committed more errors than us. And who's that team? The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. But yeah, we you look at that game. I mean, there were passes dropped with the try line. 
yeah open there were unfortunate ones there were play the balls there were yep. yeah we have, we've been making a lot of unfortunate errors. simple mistakes mm. and they really uh can hurt you yeah oh i think they do so i mean is it as simple as that improving hold the damn ball keep it simple stupid and hold the ball but the, at the same time i think the game plan has been to keep it simple and hold the ball mm. and yet we're still dropping the ball so i don't know I don't know, it seems like in that game, the game plan was was pretty straightforward. Mm. Mm. Uh, where we look really bad is when we get into the red zone, you know, the the, the other team's 20 metre. Because we had no trouble, again, I think, making up the field in that game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we just look clueless and listless uh, in attack. And, you know, as we said, a month's a long time in football. Well, a month ago, Josh Hodgson was um, hailed as the best hooker in the game and he dethroned um, Cameron Smith and since then he's he hasn't had great games and you do wonder like whether or not being anointed the successor you know weighs heavy it's sometimes it's a kiss of death those things you know whenever um, Andrew Johnson you can't believe that just something like that's going to take Josh Hodgson's prodigious talent and throw it no I know but like you think about whenever you know whenever a new halfback came on the scene within five minutes Andrew Johns was declaring that would be the next Australian halfback and how many of them actually went on to be, you know, next Australian halfback. When, uh, I remember when on the footy show years ago, Peter Sterling um, anointed Tim Smith his successor and they did this emotional video and it's pretty much the end of Tim Smith. So I'm, really not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the same thing for Josh Hodgson, but this does seem to be a bit of a kiss of death. I think Josh Hodgson's got a little bit more, you know, form than Tim Smith did. Oh, definitely. And look, he's still competing. And like, you look at one example in the game when um, that kick went through and Trevojevic looked all money to grab it and score another try. And Hodgson managed to leap up and just knock it dead. Mm. That was that was a phenomenal effort. And that's the sort of thing. Yeah, he's still trying. But yeah, there's something going on with the... Something's not clicking at the yeah. moment. Um, and the attack is clunky. The attack is clunky at the present moment. Um, and he can sort of, and maybe predictable, because there was a couple of times when Charles was running around that that behind play, where each time uh, a defender came out and smacked him before the ball could get out, and Charles wasn't anticipating getting the ball out. So, you know, maybe keeping it simple, stupid, um, has its disadvantages. Yeah, he almost the with that. the one to, that Rapana dropped. Hmm. He almost because he double pumped it. He almost faked out Rapana, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you know before he dropped, though, maybe if you just given it straight away. Yeah, and Rapana would have actually got across the line from that. I don't think things went well from that point in the match. Um, I was really hoping, in retrospect, that Grant Atkins, you know, had just given the croak a try from the kick rather than going to the thing because he could have just given the try. I know, I know, and it's one of those ones, if if it was awarded against your side, you'd be annoyed. And that that's how I consoled myself with that. His hand never left the ball, but yes. if it was awarded against your side, you'd and be annoyed. It, and again, it's one of those ones, and, you know, commentators come out and say the game's not played in in slow motion why yep. do you referee it in slow motion because you watch that live it was a try, try but yep. if you really like slow it, it frame by frame down well it probably wasn't a what try what Grant Atkins thought he saw he saw mind you he put sent it up as a try Yeah, he was just double checking it that's all he was doing and as soon as Toots' fingers unfurled that was all they had to do you don't have control of that ball which is such a pity. Yeah, because he actually Cause in the I second half. If, if that, yeah, I think in the second half he was good too. But if that try scored there, I think we would have got them. We probably yeah. wouldn't have deserved it, but I think we might have got them. Yeah. But you know, like we said after the win the week before against West Tigers, you know that's a win ugly. Who cares how you get the two points? Well, and the Manly match had we got those two points, life would be looking a whole lot better right now. Manly are definitely our bogey team. No matter how you look, very at annoying. It, we can't. We I think that's now. 
we've won three or four out of the last fifteen against them. Yeah, oh, it's something even, absolutely I don't shocking. Even, I don't even. It's even, something. Absolutely, and we we said last week, you know how. Even though Manly had players out, yeah. um, we they should. Yeah, we should. Blake Stradamus. Exactly, we shouldn't. Much better than Paul Stradamus, who's already been proven wrong. But we shouldn't get too um, happily proven wrong. People happily yeah, proven wrong. Yeah, we shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. And the same thing happened again. Yeah, I know. I know. Elliot just... Whitehead again did that tackle technique. Yeah. Only this time on Dylan Walker. Yeah, yeah. Where he yeah. managed to pull someone down and fall on his leg. Yeah. Exactly the same thing he yeah, did yeah. against. DC in the game we talked about last year, but that's that's his technique when people try and get past him as one on one. He he grabs them and he pulls them backwards. He he changes the momentum. That's his yeah. technique. And I don't think he can blame that actual that injury on the surface. We'll get to the surface later. We'll, we'll I don't think he can blame that one. On but the I do I do want to get something that has made me a bit fiery, Blake. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds my gears, Blake? People really going to town on Curtis Scott not being dropped for this match. All right? Now, people can have all... Can you have something... Can you, like, revisit this topic so that's not just directly having a go at the fans and their right to an opinion? Because this seems to be a familiar theme now. Every week, you're having a go at the fans no, no, and their no, right and to the an opinion. And the fans do have the right to the opinion. You do, out there. Punters, you know, you've got we're, a right we're, to we're, opinion. We're, and we're I hear what, I hear what your opinions are now. And you can say stuff after the match. You can put stuff out about you think this should happen and that should happen. But when the coach makes his decision on what he's going to do, we back the coach and we back the club. Well, the thing about the coach and Curtis Scott is um, when Curtis Scott was signed and Joey Leilua was jettisoned, Ricky effectively pushed all his chips into the middle of the table. He said, I'm all in on Curtis Scott. So as disastrous a signing as Curtis Scott has been and... I think he's been really a disastrous signing. The season um, is no... It's a marathon, not a sprint. As a disastrous like, it's signing... It's a marathon, not a sprint. As a disastrous signing as he's been, Ricky no, has, that's, has, that's, has... That's hyperbole right there. How can you say name, it's been a disastrous... Name a, a disastrous signing where we have lost two freaking matches. We've lost worse, two matches and yours... And, and people are starting out, oh, God, it's... Oh, God, we're so terrible. It's all right. We've lost two matches out of six, right? Yeah, but... Two lost matches out of six. And you are calling a signing for a side that has that, that record, you know, of a, a 66% win rate, which is well above our historical win rate, okay, in, and calling it disaster. Okay, can I speak for a bit now? No, okay. you cannot. The worst signing since uh, Matt Orford, I think, without doubt, based oh. purely... Based purely before he even got on the field. He's already damaged and derailed our season before the team even took the field. I think it's you out know? of order you bringing up the name of Matt Orford. I think anyway. there's something... It's like Armin Tanzarian in The Simpsons. We will never speak of it again. You know, it's just one of those things. It was so unfortunate, you just pretend it Okay, so happen. getting back to Curtis Scott, right? Right. The only positive I will say about Curtis Scott is he's been okay at making metres out of our own end. He's been okay at doing that. All right, then. But... Sammy Saluma, if you think back, was pretty good about making metres out of our end as well. And, he, and where's he now? I don't know. No, I don't know either, but I'm sure Matt from Somewhere the, up um, in Queensland, I believe. Matt from the Green Machine um, podcast will be able to tell us in the comments section. So. Yeah, he will. Well done, and, and well done to you, Matt. Um, but here's the thing. Yeah, you're talking about Ricky's pushed his chips out in the middle of the table on Curtis Scott. Put, put all in on that, right? He okay. has. And you can say that. He has, so he's not going to drop him. I knew he wasn't going to drop him. What I was saying that he was going to be rotated. We, need to push all our chips out in the middle of the table on Ricky. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 
The coach has made his decision. He knows more about football than we do. He cares as much as we care. He cares more about than this. Though. He loses more sleep about this than we do. He has decided that's there, and he will have decided it for a good reason because the bloke knows football. Now, you've had your say. Now the decision's been made. Pull your head in and back the coach and back the team. Where do you think the focus of Parramatta's attack is going to be on Saturday night? It's Look, it's anyone's guess at this particular stage. But regardless of what that is, that is... Do you know who Curtis Scott's up against this weekend? Uh, Michael Jennings. Yes, Michael Jennings, who had a very, very good game. He wound back the clock he against, did. against the Roosters. He, he did. Looked, he, he wound looked... back the clock... Brett and Josh Morris style. I know. Now I don't. I, I don't want to know what you know. Rescue remedies, homeopathic rescue remedies. Those guys are on. But my goodness gracious, me, I want some. But bone it must bone. be bone broth because bone I broth. want some stuff. When you got players, well, you know, like you know, a few years past the age of thirty, playing as good football as these guys are playing, whatever they're doing, I want in on it. I want in on it because it is absolutely fantastic. But it grinds my gears that people, you have to get behind the club. That's our, you know, get behind the club. You will have your say. It will be listened to. It is listened it's to. It's not listened to. That's but, the problem. No, but once the decision is, is made by the person who is in charge, who we must back, and if you don't want to back him, you know, that, that's your business, but there's nothing to be gained. You know, you want to hack on Ricky Stewart at this present No one's stage, hacking on Ricky Stewart. We're hacking on Curtis Scott. hacking on his decisions. We're hacking on Curtis Scott. Stop because hacking on his been, decisions. He's, Curtis Scott's been a disastrous signing. Out. He's been an absolutely disastrous signing. Toe the line, I would love to be. I would love him to come out and play a brilliant game on the weekend and prove me wrong. But up to this point, you know, he hasn't been good. Do you think Ricky is actually putting him there to spite us all? No. Right. So then the logic is that he has a reason for it and he's come through with it. And you would also then agree that we should probably support that rationale? Whatever. You don't think so. Okay, right. Well, it grinds my gears. It grinds my gears. Now, you had a fair bit of feedback coming in on this subject, didn't you? Yes, from um, Tony Witterbottom. Oh, he's sending me another message right now. Right. Uh, ha, ha, where is it? Okay. So, previous uh, listener of the week. Yes. The man behind the Viking beanie, formerly of Defence Housing Australia. All the ragging on Scott is unfair. His stats are similar to Manu, Morris, Jenning, and most top flight centres. Mm. Hang on, now he's just popped in another message here. Uh, the fact that the Raiders are making so many errors and giving away penalties is putting the right side defence under pressure. Mm. He has missed tackles because he has to tackle more. Uh, Tarpany that is beside him has missed more. Scott's average isn't that bad and his runs per game are great and he doesn't give away penalties. Rapana and uh, Rapana and Jack are making more errors <clears throat> and Kotrick averages more missed tackles. Is Scott really the problem? Well, he's not the only problem, but he's a pretty glaringly... Uh, well, and maybe glaringly... Ricky knows all this stuff as well. You know, what I'm saying is a lot of us love BJ, you know? We really did. You know, rocks and diamonds, right? Yeah, but this is but the there thing. Was this is thing. diamonds there, yes, right? Yes, yes. Rocks and diamonds. Mm. Curtis Scott is just rocks and some slightly less crap rocks. He's delivered no <laughs> diamonds. At least with Joey, you got some brilliance. Give you know? him you some got time. Some what I'm saying, what I'm saying is he's the stepmum. You know, he's coming in, and we're all ragging on him because got, we loved old mum. There's more comments here from Tony. Walker Blake is a bigger turnstile, and Jennings is hardly a defensive master. It will be Eels' weight of possession that puts Jennings inside the twenty to score. How often will Scott get his chance? Um, blah 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 blah. Name six better centers playing this week than Scott. Go on. Well, I can think of heaps. I can you that. Um, BJ Leilua. Uh huh. Joseph Leilua. Uh huh. And Joey Leilua. There's three for starters. 
<laughs> also, I, All right, in, also going... in terms of players that can play centre, I would think would do a better job than Curtis Scott. Oh, I can actually name three more that just in the Raiders team. I don't even have to look at another team. Jack Whiten. Jordan Rappiner and Nick Kotrick, I think, could all do a better job at right centre than Curtis Scott's doing now. Obviously, we're not going to move Jack Whiten, but the other two, why not? You know, you got Bailey Simonson cooling his heels on the bench, who did nothing wrong in the games he's played this year. And Oldfield, of course. And Oldfield's there as well, so there's, there's even more options. I mean, my big concern <clears throat> when Curtis Scott uh, did his little indiscretion in Sydney was that if, when or if he got suspended, we wouldn't have the cover. But now we do, so, yeah. you know. Well, look, getting to the Parramatta match, you know, our team's unchanged. Um, that That's had some consternation. They've got one change in that Nathan Brown just got suspended. He's a good player. I mean, he plays to a very fine line, but he's a good player. He really does. Do you know, you really... note that Penny Terrapose out of the side, who was probably owed a few things from taking off... Um, uh, whose head did he take off? Rappiner's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Rappiner's head. So yeah. they've done a good job of making sure he's not there to answer for that crime. Uh, how can we win this match? Hope that Para play really badly. That's my biggest hope. In that they were so, in the same way that we were so up in that game beating the Storm, while, you know, Parramatta played their biggest game of the year last weekend, the Roosters, their biggest game possibly in years it was. And uh, it was an epic, epic match. Watching that game, you know, it made me realise um, <clears throat> rugby league doesn't need to expand. We actually need less teams. Mm. Because watching two quality teams go head to head is a lot better than watching, you know, oh, yeah. than watching the Dragons oh, play the Bulldogs oh, or the Titans been, there's or there's just been some horrible. Like when Canterbury was getting put to the sword two weeks ago, just looking at that, and they did come back and played well against the Sharks, but when they were getting put to the side, you were just thinking, gee, this is rough. Was having to pay to get into this. Yeah, this is rough. Um, yeah, so I can see that. But look, I, I think if the ball sticks, it'll yeah, be good. we got we got to fix the errors. That's the main thing. I mean, Ricky has said that he knows what the problem is with the attack and, and uh, he knows how to fix it. What do you think he's talking about? Well, uh, and time will tell. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to keeping it simple. Like, it's going to be far simpler moves. When the try finally came through to Elliot Whitehead, it was a simple move that had happened. It was a simple move that happened. It wasn't, you know, like a double cutout pass like the one that Rappiner put down, yeah. you know, with a double pump. It really was a simple move, well executed. And I think it's going to be the kiss theory. Keep it simple, stupid, and don't drop the damn ball. And I think if those two things happen, I think the Raiders will be more than competitive against Parramatta this week. And I think they'll give them, a, you know, a run for their money. And in fact, in this week's issue of Porkstradamus, I'm predicting a 1-12 to grinding win from the Raiders. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I know you hope I'm right. I know you hope I'm right. But um, there's been, you know, things that have fired you up as well, apart from Curtis Scott. Um, and, um, you know, you might say they'd made you go, on the burst! It's the surface of Campbelltown, isn't it? Everyone's talking about it. But you look back to the first game we played there mm. against the Knights, the surface was rubbish back then. Mm. There were already massive divots everywhere. Mm. And that was after there'd only been two previous games before mm. that. So... You know, Annesley's come out this week and said, oh, yeah, the surface, you know, it's uh, there's been a bit of rain and heavy traffic, so we probably shouldn't play any more games at Campbelltown. But I don't think the ground was up to scratch to yeah, begin with. it wasn't a good ground. It was a council ground to start with, and, yeah. and, the, and the thing showed that. And, you know, it's a hard thing for a person to feel sorry for a manly player. 
But I felt sorry for the Manly players because maybe not Dylan Walker. No, injury, not Dylan Walker. <laughs> but positively, Brad Parker's feet just went straight out from under him. Yes. Straight out from under him. And, you know, like then his head smacked on the ground and he's out from the match. Now, Brad Parker. And Sis uh, other went on report and he didn't even, he didn't even touch him. <laughs> yeah, it's some interesting rules there. But, yeah, no, I, that, that, that irritated me a fair bit too. Be interesting to see what ground they'll be going to. The good news, of course, is that we are playing at uh, GAA Stadium next Friday night. Yeah, and I think even um, this Saturday, uh, you know, just being on the surface of Bank West, yeah. hopefully is going to, you know, it's, it's a modern state-of-the-art ground with, yeah. like, Proper good drainage, drainage and, good and all grass, the rest yep. of it. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a difference. I mean, not, uh, playing again at night, you know, it, it probably will be a bit slippery, but still hopefully it's going to be, you know, a bit better, a bit less of a bog than we've been playing on in recent weeks. Yeah, I, yeah, that's right. And it, the, that ground really hasn't stood up, but um, I am fairly excited about next Friday night because I will be one of the few that will be allowed into the ground, I've been told. There you go. Yeah, there we go. It'll be very, very good. Now, So you... when, when are they announcing... Because, see, I had a couple of thoughts on this. They're figuring that stuff out Yeah. Now. Well, I've had a couple of thoughts on this. One, you know, obviously as a very long-serving member... Yeah, you I, are. I would, I, would like, I would like to go, right? At the same time as well, wouldn't it be great if the club did something where they did initiative to just give away those tickets to doctors, nurses, yeah. ambulance drivers, firefighters? I mean, we haven't seen anything like that happen in the NRL so far yeah. with available tickets, and that just seems a no-brainer and, like, you want some good PR for the club? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I don't know whether they're trying. They will just try and leverage this and get as much cash, you know, out of sponsors from it. I don't know. The interesting thing as and, well. And look, and, and that's the position that might be the most realistic thing they have to do in in regards to they have to look after their bottom line, remembering that the Canberra Raiders are reliant on their lease clubs, which have pretty much been out of action. Yeah. So yeah. you know, but the, the, my other thought on everything is. Now that there will be certain um, fans allowed into certain matches and whether they're members and how they determine it, um, if we've now donated our money to the club, mm. are we now expected to, if we are allowed to go to a game, have to buy a ticket on top of the membership that we've already donated to the club? Because that's my understanding. I'd be very surprised about that, but we will have to look into that issue because yeah, that's my that, that will need to be understood at this stage. Because and while I've advocated... Let the club keep the money, you know, I don't want it back. At the same time, after letting them keep the money and saying I don't want it back, then being told, yes, you can go to a game and you'll have to pay yeah. more on top, that would be a bit odd. I can see there being a very There'd heavy be backlash. a bit of a backlash on that. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, and that would be something the the club would at the very least have to explain the logic of that to members in order to, uh, to get that one through. But, you know, we are going back to GEO Stadium. Pork Stradamus last week was wrong. We are going back to GIO Stadium. Yes. Pork Stradamus, none from one. None from one. Blake Stradamus, about eight oh, from look, eight. And, and um, the secret eye in the sky also seemed to be wrong yesterday because as I was walking along around uh, the shores of uh, Lake Billy Griffin, as a public servant is wont to do at lunchtime, I swear to God that Ryan Pappenhausen ran past me. I swear to God he did. Anyway, so I sent a few people in the local media off on a wild goose chase when it appeared that, no, no, I just just seen some guy, some guy running past. And they went off and asked the media manager, said, what are you talking about? They're training on Amy Park right now. I can see him out there. I think, well, maybe he's that fast a runner. Anyway, so yeah, none from two really there. But, um, you know, there have been a few things, you know, that we can say are happy, that, you know, we can look at and say are reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. 
part three. Yay! And uh, reasons to be cheerful. The rise of Saliva Havili as a really, really good and effective football player continues. Do you know he was the only forward in that game for us to make over 100 metres? He was magnificent again. He had that one error which we had actually had two. Yeah. Yes, you had two. There was the play the ball one, which was kind of he was trying to go up and play it fast, and then there was the other one where the ball got caught up on the body of the yeah, yeah, which I didn't think was an error. Personally, yeah, it was. It was it, maybe it was a bit of a tough call, but yeah, he's been playing out of his skin. Um, it's his style of football. This, yes, yeah, what I said all along. You did just, you just did. straight and hard, and he always finds his front, and he always gets a quick play the ball. And... Look, and I know Jordan Rappin had a few issues last week, but gee, he's trying. Like, you can't doubt his effort. Things might not be going particularly right, but he is going as hard as he ever does. Um, You also had a reason to be cheerful with a certain member of the coaching staff returning. Everyone's favourite member of the coaching staff, Michael Ennis, is coming back this week. So I think he's a bit of a... I think he's a bit of a whisperer to Jack White and and, uh, Josh Hodgson. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping he can help them, you know, get get their attack in the right direction. Because he's one of the smartest. I mean... Alongside Cooper Cronk, you know, he's one of the smartest minds in the media space, especially on Fox Sports when it comes to uh, Well, there's a the low game. bar's been set yes. there, really. And shout out to James Hooper, I know, who's listening here. Gee, there's a lot of hatred out there for you at the moment. I actually, it's a funny story with James Hooper. I actually met James Hooper at the, uh, whatever, the, the test match, you know, the, the infamous Cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cocaine test match. I met him at that test, but he was all right. Oh, I'm not saying he's not all right, but he he doesn't have a whole lot of fans out there. Um, Other reasons to be cheerful. We're still in the eight, people. Come on, everyone's acting like we're in the bottom four and down with Anthony Seabold's mod. Well, this is the thing. And apart from John Bateman, we're at full strength. This is the thing about the the top eight. I think I'm really starting to have fears for this season, and I sort of see it going the way of... Is, the, is this Blake Stradamus Well, sort of, yes. Okay, this is Blake Stradamus. Oh, you're calling it Blake Stradamus You're putting the kiss of death on. Okay, go ahead. I kind of see it like 2017, in that we had a, such a promising season in 2016, and then it was followed by such disappointment in 2017. Yeah, but we started out like crap in 2017. Yeah, we had a lot of close losses and and, and, and a lot of mistakes, but it just it's starting to have that feel about it again. And I think we'll make the eight, because I looking at the table... And the quality of the teams, there is a clear division between the top eight teams mm. and the bottom eight teams. I the bottom four teams are definitely set. Well, the bottom eight teams as well in my. And I'd say at the present moment on form, the Roosters are the team. Yeah, I, I just think the way they are playing football at the moment. If is we want to make super... the grand final, if we want to win the premiership, we've got to make the top four. Yeah. And I'm starting to worry that we won't. We don't. The better teams. We've got the wood on the storm, but the storm is still consistent enough that they'll finish in the top four. The Roosters, we've still got to play. Yeah, uh, twice. You know, gifting them two days extra turnaround. Yeah, that'll be a big, big test. But I'm, I've got those both those two in the top four. Mm. Banley, big top four chances. I mean, yep. that's that again. That game losing to them. Well, we'll see how they really, go because really, really Brad hurt Parker's us. concussion is going to keep him out and Tommy Turbo's hamstring. No, no, down. it doesn't matter in the rugby league. You can be knocked out cold and you play the next week. Mitchell Pearce, James Tedesco. Well, did James Tedesco get named for this weekend? Uh, he has, but it's still apparently he's still got to pass the protocols. But they, there's a, a possibility. There, there's a person we don't want to really be running <laughs> into this weekend. And unfortunately, we are. Um, yeah, and then... Was that Par- your favourite hit of the weekend or was it Horsburgh's hit? Uh, well, there was the... Do is one as well on uh, Matt Milan. Oh yeah, yeah. So there were a few. Always ones. nice. Horsburgh's one was great. <laughs> it was. Horsburgh's one was great. Um, but the one then, last week when okay, Clemmer so, got pasted was pretty yeah. good too. So we've got a top four, right? 
Roosters are definitely in the top four. Storm are definitely going to finish in the top four. Then you got Manly, Para, and us. Mm. So and New- Newcastle. Yeah, well, there you go, and Newcastle as well. But we've got to beat Parramatta this weekend. This, yeah. is, this is vital. It really is because is the next, the weekend after, you got to have if get this one and the Dragons, then the ship starts settling. Yeah, win fifty percent of those, you're probably still okay. Lose them both, deep shit after yeah. Um So back to another old segment. Who's got a lift? Who's got a lift? Who's got a lift? Blake, who does have to lift? It's fucking Curtis Scott. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Well, it's simple. I actually think it's Josh Hodgson. Yeah. I think he's been down on something. I don't know what it is. He's been trying. His effort's been there, but he just needs to get those little one percenters back into his game that are making the distance. That little bit when he comes out of dummy half and just puts them in two minds whether he's going to run or pass... They haven't really been there. I think that's got to come back in there at the moment. I know sides are targeting him in defence to make him do a lot of extra stuff. But at this present stage, he's. I, I think if he lifts a little bit, it gives the rest of the side so much more. Um, and and I know he can do it, and I know he will do it, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, we got some listeners of the week this week, uh, Blake. Yep. And who are they? The previously mentioned uh, Matt from the Green Machine podcast, and also Mike. Yeah, yeah, They're, you know, like, and thanks guys for all the heads up and correcting the stuff we get wrong. <laughs> we really appreciate it. And if you haven't listened to the Green Machine podcast, which is very unlikely if you're listening to this one, really get aboard because the lads are quite humorous at times, and and you should do that. And uh, you- Matt really knows his stuff. In fact, you know, he of all in sort of the um, whole Raiders podcasting space. Hmm. He probably has more right to be claimed the title of an expert than you do. Really? Yeah. Well, you're not saying what what right I'm actually claiming the expert on. I found the image of you online where it was no, 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 no. As someone an else, someone else called me an expert. an expert. No, someone else called me an expert. I didn't call myself an expert. Anyway, so I'm thinking about getting Matt on here mm-hmm. instead of you. All right. He's he's already doing the Green Machine podcast. He does the Greenhouse Live, but apparently yeah. he's he's available for more work. Right. And he's willing, so yeah, you're on notice. Oh, I'm on notice now, is that right? Okay, good. Good. That's, too, too that's many more, you get too many more of your details and your facts wrong in coming so weeks. So I've got to lift, is that right? That's who's got to lift. We're okay. going to have a rotation policy. <laughs> the only advantage you've got at the present moment is you own the computer and the microphone and you know how to work it. Exactly. And apart from that, you are led in my saddlebags and everyone out there knows it. Everyone out there knows it. Hi, this is Theo Soliola. Why are you listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? You should go do something useful instead, like helping people in your community. So, what do we have to look forward to this weekend? How do you see it being won? Through the extended bench. Oh, (laughs) and let's now go back and have a look at everyone's favourite segment. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And who is on the extended bench this weekend, uh... That Parramatta extended bench has got a lot of experience. It does have a lot of experience. Lot of, and David Gower. David Gower. I mean, like he's a very solid, no nonsense player. You'd have nothing him. wrong with David Gower. Yeah, he's, he's he's a good journeyman, but he, he'd be there. Alvaro and Alvaro's pretty good too. They'd get a run in. I mean, Parramatta's got such a good forward pack. Both of those players would be starting for the Titans. <laughs> no questions asked. Then you got young Georgie Jensen uh, Jennings there, the Jennings, middle yeah. the middle brother in between Rob Roberto and Michael, um, a handy player. 
quite a handy player, and he's got a few matches up his sleeve. 27 games, there's like nothing there. But then you got young Jai Field. He's got 14 games to his name, um, you know, and he's not useless in that regard. Like that, he comes from Shell Harbour Sharks. So, uh, you know, he, he's a... Uh, Do you see any of these guys possibly featuring? Well, one of them has to feature has had to come out. I don't know who's been called in to replace Nathan Brown. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be, I would say it's either Gower or Alvaro is going to come in for them, but I don't yeah. know who has been called in. One of them will be by yeah. now. Good um, point. So, you know, one of those has come in. So the extended bench, that's pretty good. So, and Gower and Alvaro are good choices there. Our extended bench, Bailey Simonson, Dynamis Louie, who wasn't on the extended last week. No, he was, but he was, he was cut first. Um, which surprised me. He's on the extended bench. He's a chance to come in. So Simonson. Uh, then you've got Frawley and Starling making out. I think on points, on this one, I'm having to give the extended bench to the Eels. Yeah, well, the big question... Just... The big question regarding our extended bench isn't so much who's on it, mm. but who isn't on it. Yeah, Michael Oldfield is not on the extended bench. Why? And, who el- and who else is not on there? Good question. You tell me. Where's Sam Williams? Where is Sam Williams? Where is he? What's happened to him? I thought he was a friend of the show. I thought you were in close contact with him. I'm, text him. Text I'm, him now and ask him where he is. I'm, There's rumours that he's on his way out of the club. Why would there be rumours he would be out on his way on his way out of the club? Where is he? Why would you... If Let's just assume... Well, he's a backup half. Yeah, and let's just assume that in the warm-up or in training or the captain's run, yeah. Jack White or George Williams yeah. get injured. Yes. Would you not expect to see Sam Williams take their spot in the halves over Matt Frawley? Because as it stands now, if one of them gets injured at training today mm. or tomorrow, yeah, Sam Williams can't come into the the extended squad. Mm. We'd, well, run, we'd be running with Matt Frawley. So well, what yeah. has happened with Sam Williams? You could go to Matt Frawley. I, I don't know. I don't think there's any problem with there. The club loves Sam Williams. They just extended his contract. They extended his stay at the club. Just so where is he? Just done it. Well, he's doing his own thing. <laughs> he's doing those things. Sammy is beloved. Don't don't be. Poking no, holes it's, at it's, Sam Williams. I'm not having a go at him at all. It's trying to work out what's going on. Nothing's going on. There's no Mounties at the moment, so where else could he be? He could be on the extended bench. And yeah. I just think, I just find it very strange that maybe he's moved behind Matt Frawley now in the pecking order. Is well, that Matt, a possibility? No. By the looks of the extended bench, that's actually the reality. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, which seems weird because if you did have one of the halves went down it'd be a lot easier for Sam Williams who's played you know was, was playing first grade in this team essentially this team last year hmm. yes. for you know half a dozen matches at least to slot in I just think it's weird I just want to know what's going on I want you to find out alright I'll get on the job yeah and you know what the answer's going to be just get in behind the team as selected people trust us we love the team as much as you do is that the line that you're given or is that just the line you're just told to push that's the line that I push. As a good club man, that's the line. Everyone in their working life, wherever they a good are, party man. you put forward your position, you make your stuff, you get listened to, and once you've made that and the person you've entrusted to be in charge, e.g. Ricky, has made his decision, your number one thing is pull in behind and be a united team behind that you decision. You know what one of our listeners said uh, last week after you criticised them? What's that? That this isn't North Korea or communist China. No, Just remember not. that as well. No, it's not North Korea or Communist China. But the way a team works is the team all We're entitled together. to ask questions. You're entitled to ask <laughs> questions, but not at the point where it starts slagging people off. 
You know, you, no you want to be like some George Illawarra yeah. Dragons and be standing out in the thing, you know, yeah. constantly calling with a banner for someone to be holding sacked up, every holding week. Up, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, we don't want to be like that. That's not a model. That's just a model of people criticism. What we want is a model for unification. We want to stick together. We pick, we stick, and that's the way we go. And the good clubs come through these. You don't think they don't see what we see? Do you think people are blind out there? They have a plan, they have a rationale for what they're doing, and we back the coach once he does it. That's it. If you're on the team, you do it. If you're the supporter, you do it. If you're in the organisation, you do it. Okay. That's just the way it goes. Anyway, you have been listening to another fantastic episode. Champagne podcasting. Champagne podcasting. Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork.